Sweet. All right, so I just press record. Oh my God, so my voice is all screwed up because I got back from Toronto yesterday. But I already had my uh, sinus drip and sore throat and all that stuff before even going in there. So, um, Are yeah, you sure it's we, not from all the screaming? <laughs> that uh, helped uh, screw things up more, but uh, totally worth it. Um, so yeah, Hamad was saying that between the three of us or between, at least between me and Hamad, there's, we've attended three different shows, New Jersey, San Jose, and Toronto. That, that's some genuine dedication, man. Hey, hey. what so, else, uh, what else would you expect? So what do you, what do you, um, you went into New Jersey, saw them after 14 years. What was your uh, first initial feeling yeah i'm trying to think uh how long it has been i think the last time that i did see them was and i was reflecting on this because sometimes you just forget uh was 2004 in karachi um at Bahia auditorium and and i think in the vlog by the way that you did a quick interview Alibai, um, there was someone who actually said that that was a show that they went to and i sort of jumped out of my seat i was like wow that person was there that night um yeah it's, it's basically what been essentially 15 years since i've seen them um to be honest it was it was kind of unreal when they first sort of took the stage and i saw them in new jersey and and, and also i have to say i wasn't really mentally prepared because new jersey just sort of happened out of you know as, as we've talked about sort of out of nowhere for me um so i wasn't kind of fully mentally processing it um yeah. but uh, but i you know for a long time to be honest i just sort of stood there watching Salman Ahmed just shred and I think I you know just just remember the feeling when I when I did that for the first time I think for the first time I saw them in I think 2000 or something in Karachi as well um and then of course I completely lost it but um so many emotions so many memories I think for a lot of us rushing back and you know I I knew at New Jersey that I was going to see them again in San Jose you know uh Allah willing um but uh you know, at, at the San Jose show is really when it dawned on me that this may be the last time that I see them. And um, I didn't quite show it. You were there with me. But I was definitely emotional at times about that fact. So, and obviously, you know, they're, they're coming back in a totally different, uh, with a totally different look. But the songs kind of sounded the same. Uh, just as good as ever. But, you know, a lot more polished and crisp. Can I, just um, say, can I just say a quick shout out to your dedication and the fact that your voice is clearly reflecting your dedication? <laughs> <laughs> so not only did you lose your voice at the San Jose show, but then you traveled to Toronto to be right. with your like, childhood friend, or no, maybe high yes. school friend, yes. to, share, to share that moment. And I mean, tell me like, how important is that? Because I can tell you, I, I can talk about this later at length, but watching that show with you all, by the way, um, you know, we don't get too soft on the show, right? But that was that was quite honestly one of the um, one of the best moments in you know when I look back in life, um, sharing that with you because you know there are very few people who I think you can really share a deep love for, even just Pakistani rock, but particularly Janoon. And and I was mentioning this to someone else. Is that of course we're all Janoonies there, but you know being able to like sort of look at you and know that you are someone or Omar is someone who I can truly 
just know that you will know the lyrics and not and not feel embarrassed that like I turn to you and I know all the lyrics and you don't. Um, having lyrics, that sort of bond the, is really the guitar licks and the, all the solos are memorized by all of us, I think. But um, I, I mean, one thing that really stood out to me are a couple of things, or one thing at least that you know it was definitely special, like going with this group of people that we were with, like yourself, Omer. And you know Zawar Jaffrey and Salman Jaffrey as well. I was really hoping we can get involved. Uh, we can have them uh, talk about this too. But the fact that you know our little group here, we actually play these songs. We jam on these songs when we play at performance parties or whatever, or you know any gathering. We always start off with a Junoon song or you know something similar. So for me, like at least looking at uh, Zawar, who actually you know. Um, played so many of these Junoon songs with us over the years and then just never really seen them play live. So, you know, and I, I, I look at all the passion in his eyes and he's doing the Junoonism the way it should should be done, like the way we used to do it, like constantly being on his feet, never sitting down, you know, just completely losing it. Um, and, and this is somebody who's, well, you know, watching them for the first time. So that was like, I was really, uh, you know, that was refreshing to see. I mean, there's really no other way to enjoy a Junoon show, you know. <laughs> if you're going to sit down, you know, <laughs> and enjoy it, you need to be up in the bleachers where you can enjoy it sitting down. Well, I know uh, you're going to get into why there was chairs on the floor and whatnot. Oh but don't get into that right now. First, talk about your, <laughs> like, first impression and, you know, what you waited for these 14 years and what you got out of it. Yeah, when was you the know? last time that you saw them live, Omer, right? <laughs> I think it was, what was it, the USC it or the... Five in Coliseum. Oh, was that the right, last one five. in LA? No, wasn't yeah. it, weren't, weren't that the Henry Fonda Theater after that, the Music Box no, Theater? That was, those were before. Those were before, okay, yeah, then it was, the, it was the Coliseum, yeah. That was the last one, and that was, a, that was actually a surprise. I don't even remember if I knew that they were going to be performing that. I just showed up to Fox Sunday, and uh, there they were. So <laughs> that, that was, and, and you know, the setup, everything was, was pretty awesome. I think it was one of their best LA shows that they've ever done. Open air, LA Coliseum, classic, you know, iconic arena. So, so what did you get out of this one? This one, I mean, this was the long awaited return. When I heard that Garachi was happening, I was really praying that, you know, this turns into a world tour because the setup that they had, like you mentioned earlier, that they're just more polished, right? So initially that it just was this three piece band with an additional drum uh, percussionist, two percussionist drummer and the tabla dhol person but the main were the three guys and that's all you had on stage. You had stage lights and you had the five members on the stage just playing. And now these guys come with these huge visuals, you know, uh, big screens in the back, bigger stage, backup singers, uh, rhythm guitarist, violinist. And they're just adding all these elements that just made their live performance go from a 10 to an 11. Right. And this was completely unexpected. Uh, and once I saw that, that this is what they were doing in Karachi, I was just, you know, praying that they would be able to travel with this, uh, yeah. with this kind of setup. And, and they did, and which was amazing. You know, even if they came all by themselves, that would have been great enough. But then they brought this whole, you know, whole stage with them. And that was just, that was mind blowing to be able to witness and, and, that. And as you've mentioned in previous episodes, truly well-deserved for, and, and a long time coming for a band like Junoon. Absolutely. It really does polish up their sound and it, 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 it takes it to another level. I mean, stuff that you're able to do in the studio and to bring it onto the stage and make it even better. 
uh, that's what they were able to achieve on this tour. Yeah. You know? I say, you know, I, I do want to say that compared to um, New Jersey, San Jose Sound, and I think it had a lot to do with the, with the fact that the venue was a proper sort of like auditorium mm-hmm. type of venue with, you know, sort of proper acoustics. Right, um, not a sports arena. Like a yeah, lot of New Jersey was like a hockey, hockey rink, which I immediately knew as soon as I found out about the venue that this was not going to be great. But I, I just want to give a shout out, I think, to Janunis in general, but also like Hamari Qom for the fact that like people just like don't care about the sound. I mean, it's just, you know, I mean, in New Jersey, the sound was trash. Uh, I have to be very honest. And and that's not the band's fault, obviously. That's just, you know, whatever. Um, and, and, and yet people were just rocking out and the mosh pit was moshing, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, like it, like it should have. And it, it was, um, it was spectacular. And I, and I think all of us sort of felt like it was, or knew that it was a historic moment that we were sharing. And and just to go go going back to the way they're doing their show in the stage, uh, if I can touch upon the set list or at least the first song that they start off with, the that the rendition. Uh, oh, was it yet? No, it was not yet. Been insane. I mean, they started. Azadi and I think they got into Yagano. Right? Yeah, so Azadi is the one I'm talking about. That okay. when they come in with the violin and and guitar just shredding on the guitar and the violin keeping pace. And, you know, the drum's going crazy and then it all just turns into, and so, you know, you don't know what's happening until the first two chords hit and you're like, I know this, right? I mean, any true Jununi would know what these two chords are leading to. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's the Azadi song and it just, you know, that's when you go crazy. It just, and it's nonstop. Well, I mean, your- speaking, speaking of going crazy, I, I, I do have to say, and if anyone went to the San Jose show, they, they might remember this specifically, um, but I'm sure that every show has its own dynamic. Um, and I'm not saying that we were the, the best, uh, you know, out of the entire crowd, but we were pretty much the best out of the entire crowd. So, you no, know, I think anyway, we were. Anyway, anyway, you could speak to the fact that you actually confirmed that with Chia Jad um, afterwards. Yeah. Uh, but, um, but, you know, I, I just want to say that, 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 that even the energy, I think, from the start, right? Um, and, uh, you know, I, I actually did not know this, uh, but I think Omer I pointed this out later on, is that um, they always start with, you know, Junoon say. Uh, and so and so they they start with that song and, and and actually many of us broke out into that song as soon as we sort of sat down and the opening act had taken oh yeah the crowd was no, chanting no, and singing no, no, that and, song. and 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 then, the, then the, cra- the entire crowd man. actually started singing along to that right and and that i think set the entire tempo and if i may say so again i have a comparative perspective anybody i'd be curious to hear how Toronto compared to San Jose and again I'm not biased about California being my home state but I have to say that compared to New Jersey I felt like um, the band really enjoyed San Jose um, and and just enjoyed the the vibe the energy the sound oh there's um, proof of that man you don't even have to feel that there's definite proof of that you know towards the end of the show there were you can tell on the sidelines the organizers were asking the band to come off the stage because they had you know the venue needed to close and whatnot Right. And they just kept going back and playing more and more songs. I think they played five <laughs> six songs. And then they ended the show, right, with the Kamitarana and everything. And then still Salman was like, you know what? One more song. Yep, <laughs> and he, yep. he, he busts out Sakinawa and everybody's just going crazy. <laughs> so just... so before before we actually get to this, I want to ask you anybody about Sherjan um <laughs> and, and the the conversations that you had afterwards and your vlog as well. But I mean, you know, a lot of people have seen the vlog. I I witnessed, you know, you uh, at a Junoon concert for the first time. And we talked about this. I have been, you know, jamming out to Junoon or just like in general kind of, you know, 
um, fanboying over them <laughs> together collectively for the past 15, 16 years that I've known you. Um, right. what, what were your thoughts? What were your emotions? What was it like to see them after such a long time? What did it symbolize for you? What emotions did you feel in particular songs? I know you felt them in, in particular songs. Right. So walk us through what you were feeling. It was, it was tell, tell us, Tell us from beforehand. I mean, you, you took a whole road trip up. I mean, I know some of us flew up and you took a whole road trip up. What were your, like, I mean, you know, uh, I mean, that's, that's why I kind of did the vlog to, you know, kind of chronicle how the road trip was going and everything. We were having fun. Uh, you know, my, my wife was having fun. Uh, kids were having fun and all that stuff. Um, so the road trip was, you know, it was good. Um, but I wasn't as anxious as I thought I would be. But I will tell you this, though. This, there's this one feeling that I got as soon as the show started, right? Um, that I, I did not you know, that I had forgotten about, that I used to get in the, in the shows before. And um, that feeling was, um, let me see how to best describe it. Right? So you know what kind of music was, was common and mainstream and, and how Junoon kind of just was a separate thing, uh, you know, totally different from everything else, right? Um, but it wasn't just the fact that they were different, but it was, for me at least, it was my outlet because I hated the other type of music so much, right? All that uh, mm -hmm. Bangra, Pa Bangra, and um, you know, these Bollywood remix <laughs> DJs and all that stuff. Oh, club music, basically. Right. And I definitely hated Bollywood, you know, so, <laughs> By the way, that, that, that statement may or may not have some nationalist undertones, but that, that's a separate You know topic. what? It did at that, in that era, but um, not so much anymore. Like in, um, well, for me, it does, for the record, but go ahead. <laughs> so, I mean, so the fact that, you know, so I had vital signs, right? But vital signs were, you know, their image was, you know, the image of good guys, unthreatening, whatnot. Nobody really cared about their darker songs and whatnot, right? So it wasn't good enough to kind of give that, that uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to emphasize that, to give that F you to what that status quo was, mm -hmm. right? Right. So I go in to Junoon show first time, and I see what's happening, and that was my way of giving that F you to that status quo in music, right? Mm -hmm. So now I get, or even or even just like I think the the kind of the surrounding you know DC culture around you perhaps right yeah, especially the concert going culture right where I, right. we talked about this in our I guess the reunion episode where you know you know there was a pickup scene uh, cars and flashes and whatnot nobody really cared for the artists or the music so Junoon was the first time where actually we go in caring about the music and not just that we you have to let yourself go because your your whole feeling is that you want to just flick everybody off right so that, that was my i don't know how other junonis if they felt the same way or not but that was definitely me and this time around that same feeling came back but in a different context um because now you know i'm much older um i i i'm what's considered a rat because of of the rat race that is like the core purpose of my life Right, so you know, I start my day like tomorrow's Monday. I'm gonna start my day with, you know, the nine to five, how to make the next buck, uh, 
what how to get my promotion for more money um you know 401ks this and that so you know the place where the soul goes to die basically right that's my word right now that's what i am right now i'm, I'm a rat in the rat race so i immediately walking into that show in san jose and seeing you guys and seeing the crowd and seeing you guys start singing in the top of your lungs before the show even started along with the clips they were playing of Azadi song and whatever song, right? So I got that feeling back. So to the rat race world that I belong to, that show was a big FU that I was giving to that world. So, you know, that's why I had to let myself go, you know, completely. It didn't <laughs> matter if I'm losing my voice or being strong for the next week. Yeah. Didn't matter. <laughs> no, let go you did. And, and, and I mean, as you're saying that I myself am getting um you know get, getting that feeling back um and also you know reflecting and, and thinking about Janoon's significance um and, and again Janoon is is one of you know many bands that I have to say that has influenced me and, and we've discussed this before you know so I don't want to repeat a lot of things that our audiences have heard but I, I do want to say that I think Janoon was one of those bands where as someone who you know primarily was raised in this country although I, look, I like to say that partly I was raised in Karachi um that that it it really seamlessly brought together so many different parts of my identity that I always felt, um, or at least I didn't feel that they were mutually exclusive, but I was told that they're mutually exclusive, or I was told that they don't meld together. And so mm. when it came to, you know, rock music, when it came to my love for Pakistan or my love for Pakistani culture or Pakistani heritage through its poetry and its adab and its literature, um, or even just like, you know, the politics of that country. Um, right. I, I, you know, it, it, it's a surreal feeling to be able to have that encapsulated into one expression. And I think that that's why there is so much emotion around that band. And I can tell you, I know a lot of artists, right? I've listened to a lot of artists throughout my life. Um, and, and, you know, Zawad knows this. I mean, Zawad and I go to concerts together quite often. And he will probably be the first one to tell you that Hamad has never really like been able to lip sync like any other like artist songs as much as he can Janoon. And he was witness to that that night because they just mean something to me. Right. Um, so it's on a different level. Um, well, for, for me in Toronto, um, what was special is obviously yeah. um, I went there with my childhood friend. Um, and this was a guy that the first Janoon show that we attended, we attended together. It was a group of four or five of us. And um, me and him were there. And um, I remember that when the show started, it was the first experience. So we're kind of taking it in initially. And then, you know, people just song by song, people are getting excited, running towards the stage. So me and him were kind of, you know, pulling back a little bit. So my buddy goes, <laughs> we just sprinted towards the stage, just like me and him, like, bam. You know, I reminded him of that event too. And he was like, yeah. It was a good day. So it was really special being with him. And this Toronto crowd was pretty good. It was um, one thing I didn't like doing, you know. I mean, <clears throat> one thing I don't like in general, and then I know Omer wants to talk about this a little bit too, that um, people were sitting down. In, in our section, we were sort of in that balcony area. I wasn't on the general floor in Toronto. Uh, but in that balcony area, people were in our section where a lot of them were just sitting down throughout the show. Um, I don't like to see that in a Janoon show, but the fact that there was actually chairs in the general area, I know that's something that you guys talked about and you guys criticized that. Yeah, you know, every concert that I've been to and 
I'm just I'm talking about like the Western, you know, American concerts. I go to a couple every year, and I have not ever seen the crowd being seated for the headliner. It just doesn't happen. Well, not just that. You you went to Junoon, and then Junoon's a different thing altogether. Yeah, Junoon's a it's a different story. You, I mean, Junoon is not supposed to be enjoyed sitting down. They don't have those type of songs. I mean, we haven't. I mean, like I said, the three concerts I just named, we were standing. That was the standing area concerts. Right, House of Blues, Henry Fonda, and the Coliseum. Right, they, they had general floor admission and no seats on the floor. But, you know, something has changed. Um, I, I don't want to get into it now because it'll take hours and hours to uh, dissect this issue. But, you know, putting chairs and selling VIP tickets and VVIP tickets all the way up at the front of the stage. Uh, there's a lot to be said, a lot to be dissected here. And maybe we can, we can talk about it or write about it uh, and publish it. But that's something that needs to be discussed. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think in I think in general, look, um, obviously there's going to be different types of concert goers, um, but I think there is a way to probably set that up in, in a way that it's um, more equitable. I guess is the word that I'm looking for um, across the different types of fans that you have and the different types of experiences. And I think, frankly, um, you know, I don't know them personally. I don't talk to Adi Bhai or uh, you know Salman Bhai or, or Brian like every day, but. But I, I would suspect that they like that sort of um, setup too, because I think I, what I can tell you is that at the New Jersey show, um, so, so in San Jose, we had ushers kind of swarming all around us and um, really sort of policing our behavior quite a bit. Um, <laughs> but uh, which, which I was on like two strikes and ready to get thrown out of there pretty soon. But um, so that tells you what I was up to. Uh, but, but in New Jersey, um, it, it really wasn't that much of a problem. And, um, you know, we were, again, I mean, I, it's, it's not like I was like, we did have four seats, but, I, you know, I was still in the sort of mosh pit section, came up to the front. And what I can tell you is that Salman Hamad and Ali Azmat quite often would come at the edge of the stage and come specifically to that area that was standing on both corners in the aisles. And, you know, I mean, would they come to the area where all the fans were sort of sitting, had just bought their VVIP tickets? No, I mean, not, not, not quite the same, right? So um, again, not taking anything away from those fans, um, but I think there's a way to really set that up. Um, and I wish they had considered it. But, but I do want to shift over to another topic that I think, um, you know, we want to talk about, and Omer probably had mentioned this, but um, I, I don't know, did it... Did it um, so, so obviously, Janoon, Janoon is a, is a live performer. I mean, they're, they're live performers. They're, they're, they're amazing performers live. Um, but, you know, they're one of the bands who, both in the studio and outside of it, they're, they're amazing. Um, but, I mean, what were the thoughts around the fact that, look, this band is not in its prime anymore. These artists are not in their prime anymore. Um, yeah. already. Um, but, but man, it's still there, right? Um, it's still there. And, and, well, and I, I will say, say they, also, they everybody else, I right. And I will also like, say that, that is in their prime right now can, you know, just go, go home, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah. I, and, 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 you know, obviously, and I'm sure they watch them and they, they pay their respects, right. Saying, yeah, I mean, there's no doubt that they are the, the original legends along with battle signs, but, um, but you know, one thing I want to note is that, um, everything was live and everything was superb. And, you know, Salman Ahmed has, has still got it. So many times I yelled that. I think these were the moments where I lost my voice, where I would just say, get him, Salman, get him. Like, I would, that's what I was yelling. Because every time he would start shredding, it was just so um, really magical. Um, and, of course, you know, Brian with his licks. Um, and so many times, you know, 
they would sort of give him space to be able to just kind of do his thing um, and be at the forefront. Um, they still got it, man. And, and, and one thing that I've noticed, and, and, you know, I am not, I will admit, I, th- I don't think I'm as mature of a listener as you two are, but, you know, despite the fact that they had a whole sort of ensemble, I will say that, you know, we're, we're talking about a band with just one guitarist, one bassist and one singer, right? I mean, and, and, and the percussions, no doubt, are, are really heavy. Um, and, and they are, they often sort of bring a beautiful mix. Of course they have tabla and they have percussions. Um, but, but that just is a testament to this band, right? Is that just one guitarist, one bassist and one singer. That's really. And, and actually while we're on the topic of, of, uh, musicians, uh, the newest member of the core, you know, uh, uh, band members, Taylor Samson, the drummer. Yeah, right. I, I just want to say what a, what a, <laughs> What a fresh breath of air he is. As a drummer. Because I remember the <laughs> he's last so time. so young, too. The last time I watched him, and, you know, Jay, Jay Dutamo, I think, was the drummer, previous drummer's name that we used to uh, tour with them. Uh, Taylor is able, yeah, Jay used to play in a way where he used to kind of sometimes outshine the music and, uh, you know, have the light on him. But Taylor's playing in a way where he plays with the band, not on top of the band. Yeah. So I, I want to say he's a, he's a great fit, and, and, and I'm glad he, he joined. Yeah, that's a whole, you know, there's a whole thing in music where, you know, you can't have a musician that just kind of does his own thing and doesn't flow with the, uh, you know. And then, I mean, in in, um, in collectives, like a band, where you can have artists that are like, kind of appear separate from the men. There's a Junaidium Shade was kind of definitely separate from the Light of Science. Uh, whereas Ali Azmat is, you know, he is... You know, whenever you talk about Janu, you talk about the three of them. Uh, you only talk about Janu Jamshin. And there's been other, like, Jesse Shafkat, Taos uh, Fusion. Shafkat was his own man, and then there was uh, there was the guys from Fusion. So yeah, that's they got the, the new guy, Khuram. I think, uh, to your point, like, Vital Sense, for example, and even Fusion, uh, most people cannot name individual band members for those bands right. like only only true fans that know the band and read the cd and cassette and let's know who the you know shahi and only in Junoon, all three of them are as prominent as each other exactly yes exactly as prolific so yes i mean um i definitely had uh, some amazing things uh even afterwards um that i want to share uh first amazing thing that did not happen to me but it happened to my wife um so she was walking in the hallway with my kids and one of our heroes, Momo, <laughs> is just randomly walking around like it ain't no thing. So um, she goes up to him and she goes, oh my God, he doesn't respond. And then she again, with a little bit more, you know, emphasis, she goes, oh my God. And then he cracks a smile. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, she reminds him of um, when she approached him online to for him to send me a, uh, a happy birthday message uh, a couple of years ago. So he's like, "Oh yeah, okay." So and uh, then um, he let her uh, take a picture with uh, her and uh, my kids. So that was really nice. Um, I wasn't there on that time because um, I'm not going to give too much details on how this happened, but somehow I managed to. We sneak in to the the VIP area where uh, a quote unquote meet and greet was happening. Um, I got in a line. So now the way they were doing this is that there was a line outside in the hall, and they were letting in five people at a time into the small room. And once I got in there, I see that um, 
uh, Saman and Brian are standing in front of this backdrop <laughs> and people in the line are one by one as groups, they're take, getting their pictures taken on their own, you know, cell phones and stuff, right? And there's uh, two people that are coordinating. Uh, one of, and they were both part of the organization team, the local organization team. Um, and they were actually, you know, and I, I do want to mention this. They were being really harsh with people. Um, at one point, I saw a lady who had taken her picture with the group, and then she wanted another one just by herself. And one of the organizers actually yelled at her that no, only one picture. And then she walked away disappointed. And I, then, I, then I thought that these are people that actually paid the $1,000 for the VIP ticket. And they were just getting that one picture and they were you know, kind of rushed out of that room without having to talk to the, uh, the artists. Um, so yeah, that's, that was something that, I, that kind of stood out to me. I noted that. But anyway, um, when it was my turn, uh, Zawar was with me. Uh, he stood next to Saman. I stood next to Brian, and then uh, I told Brian that, hey, I'm the guy who, uh, I'm that annoying guy who sends you text messages. <laughs> uh, so he's like, yeah, you know, he remembered it. And he's like, oh, that's awesome, right? And yeah, he, he did. grabs his cell phone and takes a picture of me and him on his cell phone. And um, and you got that picture. You I got, got that picture. picture. Um, I texted him, asked for it, he sent it to me. And then um, his, uh, I guess his girlfriend, Annie Stark, who's actually, uh, you know, a very avid listener of our show. And, you know, I, we should actually throw a shout out to her because uh, uh, she's really sweet. And, um, you know, really appreciate that uh, she's listening to our program. And um, so she messaged us on our uh, Facebook page and um, also tried to send me a, a copy of that picture too. So that was really cool. And then later, um, I, uh, Sabina Emmett was there and then I, you know, talked to her briefly as well. And she's always as uh, you know sweet as ever. So, and then you know, just a couple of seconds afterward, I exited off the other door and then I logged back in, and that was it. And uh, we basically went home. <laughs> uh, and 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 by the way, I will say that once I did get home, I had quite a bit of withdrawal <laughs> for a little bit and uh, missed you all, but also missed uh, just the fact that, oh, wow, I just saw Janoon twice in, in, in a week. By uh, the way, uh, I, want, I want to add that, you know, after having traveled all day to get to the show uh, after a work day and then traveling and then getting there to the venue, tired, and then uh, entire show, maybe two and a half hours on our feet, jumping up and down, losing our voices, just going crazy you think you would get back to your bed and fall asleep right away. <laughs> I was awake until 2 a.m. I could oh, yeah. not fall asleep, man. The 100%. energy was just reverberated. It was just flowing through me. Just, you know, I know I should be asleep. I had to wake up the next morning like four hours and hit the road to drive back home. Six, seven, eight hours. But, you know, I'm just laying there. And then, and then let, me, let, me get, let me guess what you listened to on that six-hour drive. Oh, you can imagine. <laughs> you can Im I lost my voice the second time on the road. <laughs> I actually slept really well after the Toronto show because I was very exhausted. And then, I mean, we didn't really go home right after the show. We went to um, this place called La Rienda in Mississauga, uh, which had pretty, uh, pretty good food. And it was filled with people who, were, uh, who had attended the concert. <laughs> and I actually solicited, um, I got, uh, I was telling, just randomly, I was going up to people and telling about our podcast. And, um, you know, I got to meet a couple of people, cool people there too. Um, Oh yeah, and then uh, yeah, once we got so, home, I just crashed. So um, by the way, I want to just uh, throw out the, uh, this quick shout out to uh, one of our listeners, Ali Sadik. Um, we had coordinated and we met up at the show. And, hey, hey uh, Ali! 
And he's one of those, you know, young Junoonis that have been just listening to Junoon all, all his life, trying to learn how to play and whatnot. And he saw them for the first time ever. Yeah, how young are we talking? I mean, like in his 20s, late 20s? Probably, I think, you know, like compared to Zawar, who's also in his 20s. So yeah. I guess these guys who were in their 20s are watching Junoon for the first time. Yeah. But being like super fans for a while and just not being able to see them until now. So that's that's really sweet. I, I, and what a, yeah, what a blessing that is to be able to share that. Because yeah. I mean, I... Again, I think for the first time I saw them live when I was around 15. Um, and, you know, that, that, that was a formative experience. Um, but, but, you know, uh, so anyway, you didn't talk about your conversation with Sherjan. Um, and, and he had some insight because, um, you know, I want to give our audience proof uh, as to why we specifically were so um, or, or brought the life to the party <laughs> at the San Jose show. But you had Sherjan a conversation. Is, you know, as amazing as ever, you know, he's such a yeah. gentle person and, you know, uh, somebody who, you know, just like his parents, uh, genuinely cares about people and, you know, uh, likes to meet people and stuff. So I uh, immediately after the show, I texted him and um, he actually came out on the stage uh, looking for us. And as soon as I saw him, I rushed towards the stage and I was like, you know, I said hi and whatnot. And, you know, um, um, Sabina Ahmed was walking behind him. So I was like, hey, you know, uh, me and Amal were there and uh, my wife Amal. And uh, we got to say salam to her as well. Um, and then I asked Sherjan, like, hey, uh, you know, give us some comments on the, the blog that we're doing. And he was game right away. He came down from the stage and, uh, you know, we recorded. And it's obviously the vlog. People can see it. And, um, you know, this is not the first time Sherjan has spotted us in the crowd. <laughs> um, when we were at USC, uh, me, Umer, and Zawar, we actually stood out there, too. Uh, <laughs> and we met Sherjan. That's, uh, that's when we met Sherjan for the first time. And he mentioned, like, hey, yeah, I saw you guys. You guys. Look he back. must have been quite young back then. He was, uh, yeah, he was younger than what he is right now. I so, think his, uh, his two sons were playing Salman, with Salman Ahmed, right? So uh, they would be right. playing the guitars and he'd be doing the singing and stuff. Yeah, his other son, Imran, actually played drums when they were opening the show uh, with right. Akdash. Uh, Sherdan was playing guitar, Imran was playing drums. Right. Uh, that kid has some serious chops, too, man. Good. And, and and by the way, I just want to say they're they're very accessible. Um, you know, before the New Jersey show, Salman Ahmed had announced on his Twitter page, you know, hey, uh, we we have some extra tickets. Um, get in touch with us. And uh, I had gotten in touch with them by email, and Salman Ahmed <laughs> responded by copying the entire family. And so then I found myself all of a sudden, uh, Imran was responding to me and saying, hey, we have some tickets. Here are some tickets. And Sherjan is on that email. Uh, you know, Samina Budgie's on that email, and eventually I got my I got some floor tickets that, that worked out for me. But it, you know, it's just again, it's a testament to the fact that I mean, it's all one big family. Um, you know, right. in terms of Junoonies and Junoon itself, and that's yeah. really truly how they carry themselves. And I think that's what really sets them apart um, yeah. from so many of the other artists. I mean, we can confirm at least with Brian and someone that they really care about uh, the fans, and uh, they you know have that family sort of affection towards the, their fans um but yeah man you know, and, um, i think it's, it's unfair to leave aliyah's mouth out of it too he definitely does care and uh it's something i want to mention that i witnessed um at the show so you know i'm going crazy with every single song i'm i i don't think i really looked at the stage for more than 20 30 minutes the entire show because i was just too busy you know running in circles jumping around but there was something special that i that i saw and it was a really heartfelt moment that from aliyah's mouth and I think it happened after Jazba Junoon. Like during Jazba Junoon, the whole crowd just went nuts, obviously, as they do in every show. 
But I think there was just something special about San Jose that by the end of it, you just saw Ali Asmat standing there still with his eyes closed and just taking it all in. I think it kind of maybe humbled him, <laughs> that, the, the reaction. Well, there's definitely some indicators where we see Ali Asmat kind of being humbled. Exactly. One of them is that when we um, posted a vlog and we shared it, Ali Asmat shared it on his page. Um, and I don't know if, who manages his page or, um, or maybe it was his personal account, but he said that he's truly humbled. Uh, by you know our dedication as, as yeah and you know everybody has different personalities so uh, but I want to yeah. want to say one and, thing about Eliezer that you know him in his own way um, you know he he shows his uh, personality and you know the the thing that I talked about the whole fu attitude um, I think I I admire that from Eliezer and I I kind of get that from him um, and, and that's how I connect with Eliezer because I think. He has that anarchist sort of angst in him and always had him, had it with him. And he's kind of, you know, has a rejectionist, uh, um, you know, attitude towards things. Kind of the same way that I tend to have sometimes where I just want to, you know, like go in someplace and just start, you know, yelling and screaming at people. And well, maybe not, you know, I'm, I can't imagine that he's not going and yelling and screaming at people. But like, you know, that, you know, anti-status quo, like why are things the way they are, you know? Yeah, questioning yeah. The very counterculture. He's got that vibe, and he had. Like you know, Brian is that cool, loving uh, guy. Salman Ahmed is that super passionate person. Ali Azmat is that punk rock anarchist type of guy, that you know that I initially kind of uh, identified with. Like you know, this is my guy. You know, I'm I am Ali Azmat, and you know, part of me is Ali Azmat, right? So you know, that's that's why I do, I've adored him in that way. Uh, you know. Yeah. Game. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I will also say that I, when I saw that Ali Azmat had commented, or I think he had reposted the vlog link. Um, uh, yeah. I think all of us were incredibly humbled and um, awestruck by that. And, 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 you know, to the extent that our viewers or our audience have seen that <clears throat> uh, vlog um, were humbled. Um, and I will also say that, you know, I mean, I think this comes out in this podcast and it came out in the vlog. Um, we're just a bunch of guys, you know, we're just a bunch of guys out here um, just hanging out and talking about what we love. And that's, you know, whether there's Janoon or Pakistani rock music um, and, and, and also obviously to an extent, you know, within that wider context, um, but the, you know, the arts in Pakistan and Pakistani, you know, culture. Um, and, and this is one way of us expressing that love and that passion. And, um, you know, we're, we're, I mean, frankly, we're amateurs, right. And we're just doing this. Um, aside from our jobs and and but you know we, we love doing it um and we love hearing from you um and and you know uh, we've been humbled by all of the 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 sort of um the you know you listening you engaging um and 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 really uh commenting on on our on our pages and um we really appreciate um just you uh, and and so keep that up and, and keep that coming and send your suggestions, send your comments. And, and Hey, if you take, if you differ from our perspectives on anything, let us know. Um, we, we want to find out from you. Sounds good. I mean, I just want to say that, you know, we're, we're kind of, um, uh, this is not our usual uh, recording format that we're uh, doing right now. Yeah, this and that's is because we wanted to kind of, you know, while, while our uh, uh, whole attitude was still, you know, hot uh, coming right off these, these concerts and, um, we wanted to kind of rush into recording this, just our feedback and like share with people. 
and you know hopefully get some comments from people um so yeah that's what we're doing this i'm gonna so I, I, I have well i have a i have a couple of questions for you both um and and frankly it's mainly because i want to make sure that i <laughs> talk about this and uh provide my answers um so so one is you know what are two or three songs that are the most memorable from the show or shows that you went to? Uh, you know, I, I have my three. Um, and then second, uh, do we think that Janoon is going to release or is working on an album? <laughs> so, you start. What's your three top top three songs? So, so go ahead. No, no, you, you go ahead. Okay. So, Gum um, definitely. Um, and then Chalete uh, Saat uh, Saat Yaad Saare Mere Go ahead, let's see what the last and one is Last one would be Zamani Kendaz And that's because, you know, like When really? they made an encore with it Right um, I was doing like In my mind I was doing, uh, you know forget the word, Air flips or whatever it's called Air summer songs <laughs> but, uh, In reality I was probably just jumping up and down <laughs> so so for me um you know you basically just took almost all of them so I, i'm gonna actually throw in um up the jog uh because they did that at the new jersey show and mm -hmm. um you know that that to me is uh it's not something that i think that they do that often um but you know then again it's been a while since i've been to some shows. it's a deep cut it's not a it's standard a song yeah. yeah it is a deep cut um sakinama obviously they did that at the very end um that was great they both they did it both in new jersey and um San Jose and I think you're both tired of me talking about it but it's just I mean it, it's it's such a great song and and um you know I think it's one of those songs that um you don't really uh think about at the forefront of your mind when you when someone asks you like Jirun Kaganade and you're like okay and and you don't think about Chade <laughs> Um and and you know another I would say is uh yeah is also Goom uh, I think I think we really lost it at that one <laughs> um and uh you know we we were we were like legitimately moshing at that one um and and also i will say like a quick nod i know this is like not it's a controversial one either you love it or you hate it and i don't really know where i stand on it i think i generally did not love the song but i have to say i really enjoyed papuyat <laughs> like i think ali azmat like i don't know i predict that ali that's ali azmat song and like i think he really got into it and um yeah i really enjoyed uh just just jamming out to that one yeah for me yeah, definitely Gum Gum was like the top. Obviously, you guys have already said it, but Mukgaine uh, that was amazing life. Uh, the way they did it, and then Lalmeripat because they were. I mean, that song obviously all, all the time gets people up on their feet. But yeah, the exactly. violin and guitar duels that they were doing, mm. and you know, it was a fresh take on an already fresh take on the song. So that was wonderful. And then the visuals that they had during Garaj Baras, right? That was just, that was beautiful, man, with the storm clouds and lightning and Garaj Bara song going on. That was, I think that was a really, that was a moment that just had to be taken in. So aside from what you guys have already said, I think these three were really standouts as well. All right, good stuff, man. Uh, you know, so I, I think we have just a little bit of time. Let's, let's take like three minutes uh, real quick. Do you predict that Junoon will come out with an album? They have to. <laughs> this is not a predicament. <laughs> I mean, this is I a matter of survival. I just can't say because, you know, times have changed too now. Like, releasing albums is not even fashion anymore. I don't know what's going to happen, man. It's going to be I a surprise, whatever. I certainly hope they do. Um, and my prediction is I'm going to take a stab at it and say I think they will. Sweet. All right. We can only okay. hope. 
<laughs> well, I just want to say one thing. Uh, anyone who's listening and who went to concerts, whether they were in Karachi or Dubai or anywhere, anywhere else in North America or the UK, uh, let us know what your experiences were and how you connected or reconnected with Janoon. Um, and we hope that we've been a part in some way of your journey um, with, with, you know, reconnecting because um, we certainly uh, have been on a journey and um, have loved every minute of it. Alright, share your Jununi journey. Chalo yaar, until next time. Khudafis. Alright guys, khudafis. Khudafis.